And this is Pastor Troy. You're right here on the dock, on the dock.org. I, I didn't fade that out. Did you fade that out? No? Did it just stop on its own? I didn't click over. There it goes. We'll see what happens. We'll keep it rocking and rolling. Hope you're enjoying that. What an abrupt end to our beautiful beginning. It's just a start. I don't know. I didn't do it. I never clicked over anything right there. We got the clock going and the countdown started and all that stuff. The clock's working again. I've got it rocking and rolling over here. I'm resetting the clock. and We're ready to go here. Take action today. We've been working with them, and we've been in multiple episodes. We're going to get more of that today, but we're about on the dock here. We're all about episodes here that propel your faith out of the shallows, just like this graphic says, and into the deep. So we're glad you're joining us. We drop episodes every Tuesday and Thursday here on the dock. Go to onthedock.org to find out about those things right now. And you can actually listen to this. You can watch us in multiple formats, YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes. Those are our primary platforms. YouTube's video, uh, Spotify and iTunes is audio. You can also go to auxiliary places like Google Play, Go to our Facebook page, Roku, Rumble, and SermonNet. But we really like it when you're on those main three primaries. We get more points for that. Help us get points. We need points. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, and Getter are our social media networks, and we'd love to hear from you. If something you hear about today strikes you, conversation, testimony, whereas we're talking to our guests, feel free to write us, make comments about it, share it to us. If you need more information about something they're offering or we're doing, uh, write us. We'll get that in their hands, connect back to you. Donna, our executive producer, she's always monitoring that. We're taking a look at those things, and we want to be in conversation with you. So when you find us, Wherever you find us, try YouTube. We'd love to have you there. Hit subscribe, like, notify on any of our channels, and make comments. And then bombard your friends. Hit the links. You know, send it to all your friends. Make your friends disfriend you. Send so much stuff about on the dock that they wanted to defriend you because of us. No. All right, go to Patreon also. We'd love to have you as a partner of the show. We have four ways you can partner with the show. You can just come and support us and help us add things. Today, Donna's on camera, but she's not on microphone. We don't have a fifth mic in here, so we're hoping to buy a new console to add some more mics. we got another guest studio over here we'd like to add, but we need you to partner with us to do that. So four ways to partner. Go to On the Dock with Pastor Troy at the Patreon. Download that app, and you can be a part of our team and help us make that expansion possible. Donna's getting the camera in the light. We just got to get her on a microphone. Now, sometimes we have a microphone. We have a spare guest. We don't today. There's also three ways to uh, sponsor with us to be a, a guest sponsor, like an organization or a Christian business organization. And we can actually do a sponsor piece for you. And there's a way for you to do that too. go to on the dock and find out more about that. You can always call us and find out more about that. We now are partnering with SLNT. Check this out. Got right here. I've got my own Faraday bag right here. Phones in it. Nobody can hear us. Google cannot listen. The Chinese are not even knowing what I'm doing. Now, you guys are, on the other hand, I don't know, but I have privacy because I use slntproducts.com. Promo code OTD. We are now partners with them. You can get your own Faraday bag process. We've learned that your FOB keys, your, your RFID uh, car, credit cards, uh, your, your laptops and stuff, when you're traveling, scammers can scam you. They can they can scan your phone, uh, your, your key FOB, and steal your car without coming in your house. They can get close enough and scan it from your back window or something and then go get your car out and, and, and make a turkey and go. They can scan your credit cards with you just when you're standing in line. Somebody can come back and bump your wallet and all that stuff will jump out and get into the system. But if you have an RFD thing or set up, Beth, I found out this one today. It has it right here. Oh, for your cards. Credit cards. Credit cards go right there. Cool. My phone's in here. I got spot from the credit card. So if I'm traveling, I'm sure I can stick that in and stick it in my bag and scammers can't get you. Go to slnt.com backslash discount backslash OTD and check that out. And we'll have a little promo for you at the end of this episode. You can check it out. We will have more about this coming. So good thing. Go to onthedoc.org to find out more about this and all of our links. You can link to all of our platforms that way. Email us at info at onthedoc.org if you're just totally confused right now. And Donna will help you. Donna will get you through this thing. <laughs> Donna's uh, the helper. Donna is the helper. Or she'll let us know who needs to help you. We'll help you. I got my co-host with me, Mother <laughs> Beth. Mother Beth, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I know you're not on camera probably yet. They're waiting to get you on camera. But but uh, we've got Mother Beth with us in studio today, along with myself and Donna Kranuski is over there on the uh, board today without a microphone. Did I mention that? Uh, you can help us out with that. And we've got special guests here. We'll introduce them in a minute, but we're going to tell you what we're doing. We are back in taking it to the street spotlight. We're on Take Action today. We're in part four of this episode, and we have with us Dan and Rebecca Piles for part four. Now, Dan was on this side of the table with me. He was my lovely co-host 
when we had <laughs> Mike and what's the other lady's name? Crystal. Crystal in, who 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 are part of the leadership of that. They did the first three episodes. Go back and watch those. You can see those on YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes. You can go to SermonNet. You can go to our, our onthedoc.org. Watch those previous three episodes. And I told you Dan had a connection to both. So Dan is now on the other side of the table. He is our guest for these remaining, with Rebecca for the remaining episodes of this. And we're going to dig much deeper because Mike kind of showed you the vision and how it came to pass and what they're doing. And, and Danielle kind of gave you operations. These guys are not just amazing, but their lives have been transformed by Take Action today. And not only has it been transformed, they're transforming other people's lives. So we're going to get into their story. We're going to get into what's going on in their lives. We're going to find out what they do for Take Action today and how Take Action can bless you and change your life, whether it's your life or somebody's life you're deeply connected to. Um, so we're going to do that today. Take, take Action Today, just a reminder, it's takeactiontoday.net.net. Facebook.com, go to that, and you can go find them at backslash tat.southern.illinois, I-L, tat.so.il, and you can email them at recovery at takeactiontoday.net. So we've talked a lot about this organization, and we've now got Dan. Dan is no longer my co-host. He, he, you're going to co-host on other things, but Dan today is coming in here as Take Action Today's Director of Programming. Welcome to that side of the table. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's an <laughs> honor and privilege to be here. There, there we go. The, the throngs of crowds. <laughs> I said this the last time, too. I think I want to say it again. Um, hopefully, we can get a trend going here. Hashtag bring back Donna. That's yes, how we you see get, what happened. That's how we get her a microphone. And it, we were discriminatory because today we only we, we shot earlier in the studio with one guest, and so we gave Colt a microphone and that. That's not fair to Donna. It's not fair to Donna. So bring back, uh, help us out. Go. Do you have that? Do you have that lower, lower third? There is one for you Patreon. Need a lower third. Well, the hashtag Donna. Yeah, yeah, for you. But if you go to Patreon, we will take that first money to get Donna back. So, so Donna's being held hostage. And she's a Michaelis, Michaelis woman. You can hear in the background. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we've got Dan here today, and we've got. Also, the community development coordinator, Rebecca Piles. Rebecca's here as well. And you guys are married. Is that true? That is correct. Because if not, this picture is going to get a lot of people in trouble right here. <laughs> if it's not true, it's going to get. But Rebecca, I, I, I need to check. When, when Dan was here for the previous show, um, which we shot a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. and uh, he was not at that time the director of programming. Yeah, you were not. No, so you were you were in transition, and Mike already told me that was happening. So that kind of changed over the year, correct? Mm -hmm. Now, according to, I, I'm not saying Dan bragged about this, but he's moved up the ladder. But you are already up the ladder. The community development coordinator. I mean, Mike told me you were like, boom. You were like, it was like Moses and Aaron, <laughs> and boom, you know. Yes. And then 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 a birdie just told me Dan says I I, I checked her, you know. Yeah, and now he, he tried. He tried. He, he it's tried. not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. His head got too big. So, so. Tell, first of all, tell me about what what is your job? What do you do for? So basically, I just I I'm the assist like assistant with Mike. I help Mike keep the bills going. Keep all that's the, why he said you're yes, in. That's how I'm his. He throws <laughs> the bills and say here, make sure they're paid, and that's yeah. what I do. Yeah, I just and I do payroll, and I just kind of keep the organization going. Wow. Um, so so you're you're his right hand. Yes. You're an Aaron to him. Yes. And that explains a lot yes. of that. Well, <laughs> so so now, now Dan, your job, what did you do before your job change? So before I took on this new role, I was the recovery services coordinator um, for Take Action. Did that today. disappear or somebody else stepping into that role now? Uh, someone else stepped into that role. What, what did you do in that role? What was your primary role? So my primary role in that was overseeing um, the men's support programs. Uh, also, when someone called, if it was a male, uh, I would talk to that individual on the phone and then get him um, set up in services uh, through If tab. they called and they were a female, did you just hang up on them and say, I can't talk to you? Nope. <laughs> uh, that got directed to our other research. So, so, yeah. so there'd be another person that yes. would counterpart on that side. Yes. Well, that's, that's a really good thing. Um, now, you just switched jobs in the new year. Are, do you are, Have you moved into a new office? Have you changed places? Do you are you in, it, Is it a whole new process? Tell me about it. No, nope, I'm still in my office uh, there. It's you walk in, you're going to see Denver Broncos stuff, Atlanta Braves, <laughs> Florida Gators. So I get a lot of heck from a lot of people from there because there's a there's Georgia fans, there's Alabama fans. So yeah, yeah. we kind of razz each other on that. But no, I'm still in the same office. Um, I took this new role uh, January 1st of this year. Um, 
actually have moved into the assistant director, um, director of programming. So it's a lot of responsibility, uh, but Mike trusts me and I appreciate him so basically, giving me that chance. If I get this Great. right, and I'm, I'm a layperson of this, it looks to me like Mike's kind of moving up to oversee future vision and, and, and other larger things. Yes. And it looks like Danielle's kind of moving into Mike's former role, so to speak. And it looks like your organization is just growing layer. Yes, absolutely. Growing a layer. And so are you kind of doing similar to what Daniel was doing before? Has she changed the job? Is it a little bit, is it new? Is it? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. Um, Crystal's moving into. Yeah, I said Daniel. No, sorry, Daniel, it's Crystal. all right. Uh, Crystal's moving into what's called the director of operations. So she'll be overseeing all like grant accountability, um, writing new grants wow. and stuff like yeah. that. And then I'll be moving into her where I oversee the programs that, for take action. For the today. clients and stuff yes. like that. So two kind of two sides, kind of yes. one's working the house and one's working the, the, yes. the front of house, so to speak. Yeah. And then, and then, and then Rebecca, you're just, who are you coordinating for now? Still Mike? Yes. Still are, Mike. Are, are you, they don't, they, they don't draft you down and make you work for like four <laughs> or five of them. No, I no. still I still deal with Mike. All right. Well, if you get tired, you get tired of them. Come help me help Donna. I'm I'm way harder <laughs> to manage than Mike. I can use help always. Um, I'm glad to have you guys here. Now, now you guys are with Take Action. Uh, how long have you been, Rebecca, with Take Action? A year. One year Since you've been doing July. this. How long you been? August. It'll be two years in July for me. Two years. So yeah. Okay. How how, how did you, I, I know you've got an incredible story? I'm gonna let you go tell that. A little bit and Rebecca your side of it too because because I think when you talk about people that have gone through that that have been in addiction and then they've gone through recovery and they're on the other side there are two sides of this story and and one of you went through it more as the person involved in the action but then there's a whole other world of people that are a result of the action and I think a lot of people out listening can get get healing and, and see what can happen and 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 get access to things what's great is your organization uh works a program and we're going to talk about this a lot more in the second episode with you guys using a peer counseling model you're not using an aa group model you're using an individual person to person model yes correct? yes and, and which is unique because every person is is dealt with individually mm -hmm. and, and and you're mostly dealing with people with somebody else that's been through already what they've done right so so you're not getting somebody talking down on you that's a psychiatrist that's got a doctor that really never he you know he, he's he, he's having three lattes and his kids play soccer and he went to school for this you, you went to the people that they're they're dealing with each other are, have went gone to the school of hard knocks yes and that doesn't mean they don't have training or some preparation or been counsel and counseling how to work with people but their training comes from experience yes and then putting that together and it's a great model um so we're going to be talking about that and you guys are not just um what's cool about this is is as we hear your story and we hear what you guys did to see you come through the story and then now you're on the other side and you're the director of programming and you're a community development coordinator it tells you that something about this has changed your lives and i believe your story will change other people's lives so that's why we have you here spotlighting here in, in another segment or two this because i think it's one thing to hear mike's vision and it's another thing to he and, and to hear crystal's process but it's a great thing to go see uh, somebody that's been transformed. And Crystal gave us her testimony. It was, yes. it was powerful too. But she's from Chicago. Yep. We know all those people crazy. <laughs> oh, I was born in Chicago. I can say that. We know all them people crazy. John Stee is another one. Oh, we know yeah. John. John's crazy. You know, everybody from Chicago is crazy. But you're from here. Yep. So w we always think of people getting in trouble there. But but you grew up West Frankfurt? Born and raised. And, and right there, people watch you disintegrate. Absolutely. Right? And but they've also watched you rise from mm -hmm. the ashes, and and that's what Christ can do. That's what the power Absolutely. of God can do. Amen. Yes. Amen. And so I think that's what the most powerful thing is. People hearing this in Southern Illinois, this is a hometown story, of a hometown change. And I could not be more. Um, he he just just I'm gonna date this, but but twelve thirty one of uh, twenty three and the first Sunday in um, which would be the seventh in in twenty four. Uh, he preached for me two Sundays in a row, and you preached several times, and just knocked the ball out of the ballpark. I mean, just just solid. And to see that you're running this ministry, you've got an incredible gift of preaching, you're, you're working on degrees in counseling, uh, to see where you've come, I don't mean this in a bad way, but if if Dan can do this by the grace of God, you can do this by the grace of God. So Absolutely. Hear that right now. Yes. Um, it, it takes some will. And that's going to be, but every one of us have a free will and a free choice. So yeah. let's hear about how God got a hold of yours. Um, tell, tell what you want. Rebecca, you jump in wherever you want, tell your side of the story or, you know, whatever you want to tell, if you want to bounce it around. And I just want to hear how you got 
Was there a take action today there for you at the time? They didn't really exist, did they? No. No. How long have they been in? Uh, Three Since years? 2020 is when um, Mike first caught the vision to start um, meeting together. Okay. And then it really started taking full force in 21. Okay. In 21. So you did this kind of pre this. Yes. And so so that's going to be pre- But it's also going it, to, it, it's not an accident that God's brought people like yourself, uh, Crystal, other people together and other in your team to do this. And I, I got a chance to be a part of their, their gala this year. Just incredible. Just yeah. incredible stories. And you could see, I, I said this in the previous episodes, you could see whether, what was the group? Okay, you had people at different levels, but you had a group that had just come through the the, the, the basic core training. You know, the, the, you, they all stand up. What was that? Uh, that would be recovery core. Okay, so they're pretty, they, so they're they're in recovery, right? Mm-hmm. And they said, I would like to help somebody else. Is that? Yes. Okay, so you're now training them to be able to talk to somebody yes. else? Yes, and some of those individuals from recovery core, I believe the stipulation is, you got to have a year in continued sobriety. So, so some they've of been these clean guys for a fresh. bit. They're real fresh. Yeah, they're but, fresh. But they're year in, they're year in, they're, they're saying, yep. I want more. I want to help. Yes. I want to give back or yes. walk with somebody. And I watched them. And then I watched all the way up to some of your top leaders, like yourself. You were up there and you've been out of this for a while and you're a pastor now and you're doing this stuff down. And, and you're just, and, and you could see whether somebody was just there or, a year, or you could see them at three years or five or seven, I could just see the trajectory of what God's growth could be on somebody. It was almost like watching, I don't mean childhood in a bad way, but it was almost like watching somebody be reborn. Oh yeah. And to see them grow. And what was, what was the crazy thing, Rebecca, you didn't get to hear the first three parts yet, but to see the face on the judges, how proud they were of what you guys are doing. And for them to have success stories, judges run people's lives a lot of times. And, 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 and this was a, I mean, there were a herd of judges there. It was so cool to see that. And they were too. so That's, proud. They were dialed so, in. Yep. I mean, I, I, whether they were from Williams County, Frank, they were dialed in to what was happening. And you could tell they love what y'all are doing and they see hope in the community. Because, because they seem the same people over and oh, over, yeah. and oh, over yeah. and over and over, yeah. you know, and so they, 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 they are big fans of your guys. So when I'm there for my first time looking at all this, I go, man, I'm ready to partner with this. And so the, as Mike and I will be working together along with yourself on the whole behavioral health thing of having it work with hands hope down the road as we expand the clinic here in Williamson County to reach out to mm-hmm. people that need it. And we hope to be coming doing wellness clinics with you guys in other places. Yes. Um, and I, I know there's also really a need for um, trained counselors in this oh area too. I know our daughter-in-law is a, a counsel- Christian, Christian counselor. counselor. There are a high shortage there. And <sighs> then, and then, and then recovery ch- churches and programs doing recovery are very limited. But then you guys come along with a peer program that's just coming out of the shoots and, and graduating people is, is exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Really and cool. what's really cool about Take Action today is I started July first <laughs> of twenty one. Um, I'm sorry, twenty two, uh, July first. There were seven people full time staff there. Uh, yeah. We just had um, our nineteenth full-time staff start today number 19 19? started today wow. yep so just within two years we've went from seven to 19 people and that's nothing short of god that's just oh, what yeah. god's doing yeah. um, and that's what happens when you get out of the way and just let god do what he needs to do and use us that's yes. what paul talks about he, he talks about us being vessels Mm-hmm. And that's what Take Action Today is. We're just a bunch of vessels that a lot of society has looked at and say, you know, hey, you're always going to be a felon. You're always going to be an addict. You're always going to be, you're always going to be this or that. Whatever stigma that they attach to individuals, you're right. always going to be that. Yeah, you're always going to be that. And whatever that is, is you know what I'm talking about. But you know, when we step back and let God do what He needs to do, um, you know. He's, his win-loss record's a whole lot better than mine. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So when I step back and let him do what he needs to do, that's why you could see an organization start out with nothing but volunteers in 2020 and then literally within four years jump up to 19 full-time paid right, staff members. Right. And in today's climate, that's even a bigger miracle because 
some places are having a hard time finding oh, abs- people to work. Absolutely, you know, oh, so. absolutely. Yeah. And to answer your question, there is a cri- there is a shortage in counselors in the state of Illinois. Yeah, huge, tremendous. It's a huge. And then when you get yeah. to Southern Illinois, it's probably crucial. Yes, because I mean, we're you know, Donna brought me a note because because bring back Donna hasn't afforded a microphone yet. Yeah. She brought me a note, and, and she really pointed out something really good. She said to be able to recover and and, and to, she said to fall. I'm quoting her to fall and to rise to ministry on your home turf. I'm quoting her in a small town mentality is very hard to do. Absolutely. Because you're stigmatized. You're there. They remember you as such. Um, it, I'll just be honest with you. Jesus himself struggled in hometown, right? He couldn't do much there. Didn't say he didn't do anything, but he couldn't do much there. It is really tough. And for you to be hailing out of West Frankfurt. It's tough. And even seven years into recovery, uh, I'm still stigmatized. I still have people that see me and will always look at me as a heroin addict. Right. Will always look at me as a crackhead, no matter how much weight I gain, how much, you know, how much I put on, you know, how much my teeth look better now. You know, I mean, I'm always going to be, um, I'm always going to be that guy. To them, and I'm fine with that because I'm, I, uh, I've always been about, and especially in the last couple of years, um, it used to bother me. It used to offend me. Uh, now I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna let my actions do the talking, and yeah. you know, I mean, I'm not gonna spend the rest of my life trying to convince somebody what I am not and what I am. I'm just gonna let my actions. Um, oh, I think my so. actions. I, I think that'll speak louder than anything. But I can tell you this: I see why um, they feel that way about me because, and I'll share my recovery story in just a moment. Um, I did some really shady things to people. Um, I did what a lot of people who struggle with substance abuse do. Um, I take advantage of. I took advantage of people. And you um, understand it's going to take people time. Oh yeah, yeah. yep, yep. Yeah. There's relationships that will probably never be restored. Um, and I'm, you know, I just have to let God heal that. But I do think there'll be some people that, that to your face, they may, uh, but they're sitting back going, I'm watching. Oh yeah. I'm watching. Oh I'm, yeah. I, and they're rooting for you. Yep. More than you think. I don't, I think there's a lot of wicked people that want people to f- fall today, but I think when people be, I think people see what you went through and what you're going to, what they're going to hear is most people don't recover from that. No. Right. The no. odds are way stacked it's, against you. Yeah. Way. When you start you. talking about heroin, um, usage and you start talking, you know, about opioid, um, disorders, it's really hard to bounce back from that. And you have yeah. to have a good program and you guys have built that, that that's, what's amazing to see so many success stories in one room, that class in one room and the, and the radiation on those faces as for those moments, you've created a movement that makes recovery possible. Yes. It's, it's the, there's a power in the movement that raises uh, the willpower collectively. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The, the testimony. Yeah. The Bible says there's power in the blood and the testimony. Yes. And I think you guys have a collective testimony, and we know there's plenty of blood. The G- blood of Jesus is sufficient, but you still have to have the testimony. Absolutely. So let's hear let's hear your story a little bit. And Rebecca, you you tell it any way you want from your side. Sure. Help people understand that, and 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 then then we'll get into how you can help somebody begin to build their testimony. Absolutely. How about that? Go for it. Absolutely. So you know, like Pastor Troy said, I was born and raised here. Um, in Southern Illinois, a little small town uh, just south of us here, West Frankfurt. Um, I was born there in 1984, uh, grew up there all my life, attended school, attended church. I graduated high school in 2002. Um, I grew up in a very religious home, um, but it wasn't, um, let's see, how can I say this nicely? It wasn't what it looked like. Right. You know, there was a lot of trauma. There was I endured a lot of trauma um, in my life, uh, but I don't equate any of that to my addiction. Um, it it was terrible. You know, I would not wish that on anybody. Uh, but I don't equate that to my addiction. Yeah, I did experiment with um, marijuana a little bit. Then when I was about sixteen. Um, started experimenting with cocaine. I was just doing anything at this point just to find some type of a um, uh, escape from what I was dealing when with. When did this start? What kind of, about what age were you when you kind of started this? Um, I was 14, 14. Yeah, when I started experimenting with marijuana, and then I was about 16 Do when you I started coke. I know you're telling your story. Do you find an age where you see people get caught in this, where it starts? Is there a point where parents, other people can start saying, hey, they go, oh, they're too young for that. Is there an age where you see amongst your, your peers that you work with that's a common 
time when they struggle with identity and what happens and where they go? It seems like teenagers Teenager is where it's at. But, I mean, I've, I've worked with individuals that, you know, started using needles at nine. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, like, I've, I've talked with people, and, I mean, they were, you know, I mean, yeah, they were slinging dope at nine and ten years old, and oh. then by the time they're 11, I mean, they're already, you know, addicted. That's amazing. Continue. No, 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 that's good. So yeah. um, where the addiction really started for me uh, was in 2005. Um, I uh, fell at work. I was doing uh, maintenance. I was stripping and waxing floors, uh-huh. and um, I slipped, and I blew this right shoulder out. Um, when I say blowed out, I mean I blew it out. Um, <laughs> I tore both sides of my rotator cuff, a labrum ligament, and a biceps tendon. Um, so this was in 2005 where there really wasn't much regulations um, to painkillers. Uh, so right. I went and seen the doctor, and I walked out with a prescription of Percocet, Valium, Soma, Vicodin, and was told to take these around the clock. I did this every single day for 10 months. For 10 months. 10 months. I had, I had shoulder surgery, rehab, all that stuff. Every single day, I did these for about ten months. Uh, when I went in, for real pain. You're in real, real pain. Oh yeah, Troy had rotator cuff surgery. I tore my shoulder almost identical. And I can tell you, that's. Oh yeah, it was. It was. He was miserable. in some terrible before pain. sleeping. You couldn't yep. sleep at night. You could before yeah. surgery. Yep. After surgery was so terrible. it's real. I mean, yeah, it took me three months. I looked pain. at the doctor it's three months after and said, "Am I always going to be like this?" And yep. said, no, just do the process. Go through the rehab and. About four, you know, then it started changing. Yes, but about, I about I about I about ready to give up. Oh, it's it's miserable. Um, you know, so I was legitimately taking these at this right. time because right. I was just it was just an up and down every single day. Like you said, I wasn't sleeping, I wasn't hardly eating. Right. Yeah. Um. So after ten months of this, I went to the doctor. And my doctor's like, well, you don't need those anymore. Um, (laughs) They just decide. Literally, that's how it went. I walked in. They said, you don't need these anymore. We're going to take you off of these. You can now take ibuprofen, and we'll write you a prescription for naproxen. So I'm like, okay. I walked out, and it wasn't about four hours later. um, I could feel my body like it was on fire. Yeah. Yeah. I was on. I literally, like, somebody lit me with gasoline, threw a match on me, and I was on fire. Um, they didn't even take you down off of no them. There was no weaning just, process and, and, or and, nothing. And my wife is a farm tech. Our sons are pharmacists. Our son and daughter-in-law are pharmacists. You know, I started in pre-med. My dad's a doctor. Opioid pain receptors are changed in that oh, moment oh, time, oh, tremendously. Yeah. So your body was conditioned now for other. Well, we, even if it was well, it wouldn't matter. Absolutely. When you go for 10 months taking Percocet and Vicodin, these are heavy opioids. These are heavy hitters. Um, yeah. Yeah, my whole brain was rewired. Like, where right. is this stuff? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you got to wean off of and it. And now your you body could to... torture you back. Absolutely. Yeah. I, was, I got sick. So you, there was oh, no yeah. wean off, no nothing. Just nothing. switch to ibuprofen. Yep. Oh, my God. So... Uh, I don't even think I made it through the night and I ended up getting, um, I got some Vicodin off of somebody. So that's what I went to. I started buying pills off the street. Right. Because they wouldn't give them to yeah. you. you know, anymore. So I was, bu- I was going to the hospital. Um, they labeled me as a seeker. So when I'd walk yep. in the hospital, they'd say, here comes a seeker, <laughs> yeah. you know, so they wouldn't do anything. I mean, so I burnt all these bridges at these hospitals locally around here. Um, I was buying them off the street. Well, um, it's not cheap to buy prescription pills off of anybody. It's it's pretty expensive. I had somebody introduce me to heroin as uh, an alternative. As an alternative, I could get um, I could feel twice as good uh, for about five bucks. Right. Oh my gosh. Um, and that's just when things just went. It's like down. Dollar General Vicodin. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? When, yeah. It's yeah. like here, and all of a sudden, it's a solution. Yes, absolutely. And <laughs> honestly, um, you know. It made me for that time. I felt great. I'm like, man, why am I? Why have I not been doing this before? Here I am paying a lot of money for just a few pills. That's going to get me for the day. I can sit here uh, and do, you know, I can snort a line of this, which I never shot anything up. I'm scared to death of needles, like terrified of needles. So I always snorted or I smoked what I right. needed to get a hold of. Uh, I'm terrified of needles, by the way, too. Spiders and a couple of things. So. <laughs> When I was in my world, I drank heavy 
before Christ, but I never, and I, I have such an addictive personality. I knew I've always kind of an OCD. Yep. And I always said, if I do this, there's no coming back. Yes. And I didn't ever pass that line. You know, I think everybody has things in their mind and they'll do it, but I'll do every workaround I can. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so well, let me just ask from, I know you're in count, not only in council, but you're trained to be a counselor. So your body, and I want you to keep on the story of it. So your body basically begins to rewire itself. For the pain receptors. Yes. Then on top of that, you find a workaround that works. So your brain goes, well, this works and it's cheaper. Yes. So now you're changing not only your your physiology, you're also changing your psychology. Your mindset. Your, Absolutely. your, your sociology. Absolutely. So all, all of a sudden, this is working. I can thrive. Yes. So you can actually sociologically convince yourself yep. oh, that I can fly. And now, I, I don't mean that in a bad way, yep. but I can. And you, I, I mean, people are going to go, oh, he's working again. He's able to do this again. Yep. But you're you're basically functionally drugging yourself to work. Absolutely. Where somebody else might be taking prescription and they're functionally working. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just having to do it yourself because the system just kind of dropped it off. They Absolutely. just dropped you. So you're self-medicating yeah. and self-managing. Yes. Okay. And you're actually doing it more efficiently than you were probably getting it done before. Yep. Absolutely. But I'm it's beginning to do more harm to your body because I guess the the I guess the uh the compounding of it all begins to take effect. Go ahead. Yep. So, um, you know, this this happened for a couple of years. Um, right in the middle um, of this addiction, I'm raising a newborn. Um, she just turned 18 in December, but she was a Golly. newborn. And so, you know, I mean, I've totally have, I don't want to say cut her out of my life, but at this point, um, I'm not really being the dad that I need to be. Right. So uh, were you guys already married when the no. accident happened? No, no. Oh, okay. Um, I was married before. Um, okay. Yeah. And then um, what ended up happening was uh, my first wife, uh, you know, she got tired of it, you know, and, you know, mm -hmm. she ended up leaving me. Um, you know, she took my kids. I was homeless. Um, you know, I slept in a car, you know. I mean, I slept at the park. I mean, it was... Um, it was kind of horrible, but I had this safety net. So I thought, I'm like, you know what? This is terrible, but I've got this. Right. You know, at this point, um, I'm up to probably, you know, at this point, probably about 150 to $200 a day um, in heroin or wow. pills, whatever I could, whatever type of opioid I could get my hands on. And the longer you use it, the more you the more need. I'm building up or, a tolerance yeah. that, you know, where, yeah. Um, you know, so at this point, um, the Lord sends me um, my future wife, which is Rebecca, sitting here to the left of me. Um, I thought that I was doing a good job hiding my addiction. I'm managing this. I'm managing this. But that's this. part of the receptors are saying, oh, you got this fixed, and you've got the workaround. And so sociologically, psychopathically, yes. you're like, I'm good. Nobody sees this. Yeah, absolutely. Right, right. And, and the vision is, that I have. This is common. This is very. Oh, sure. I, I'm a pastor. I'm a, I, I'm, I've got a counseling background. This is common. You know, oh, yeah. everybody else knows you have a problem, but you don't know you have a problem. Oh, yeah. Addiction will pull the wool over your eyes to where you seem like and, it's, and so, it's going so great. They, they kind of call this, I mean, like there's functional alcoholics, functional drug addicts. You're kind of functional in a sense. And you can fool some people, but anybody that looks at you for more than five minutes goes, man, there's something wrong there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I had a full-time job, worked full-time, worked... You know, sometimes I was working, you know, uh, 20 hours a week in overtime. I but mean, honestly, if you had, and I'm not justifying the drug use. I'm just saying, honestly, though, if you hadn't been using those drugs, you wouldn't have been able to work. No. And so that was your justification for continuing to use them. And, and that was the fault of the medical community for... And that's for why there's so much trouble today. For dropping you off of those and not giving you a solution you yeah, know there uh, people's minds blown when i tell them this but you know you're thinking probably this is 2006 early 2007 yeah. after 10 months of this um there was no programs like there no. is today right you know it was just literally by you know good yeah luck and yeah just we're not prescribing anymore yeah that's it so so in your mind you're this is how you're i'm doing what i gotta do to survive yeah. yes right I'm doing and to what function I got, yes i'm doing what i got to do to survive um and so, pain and, and let me say this pain we talked about this in a show we did for extreme exigency with uh ray minor i don't know if it'll go it'll probably go after this but we talked about pain when, when, when police officers use a stun gun or when they use a taser or they use pepper spray, he says pain is a powerful compliance. You know what I mean? Pa yes. Pain will make you comply. Yes. So, But your pain will make you comply with 
the opioid or the heroin. It'll begin to make the opi- it, it'll begin to let you bow to that, and all of a sudden you will do what it says you need to do. Oh, absolutely, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And you don't even know. You don't even actually. It. it I want to say this in a fair way. It. It rewires the brain. Is that fair? Absolutely. I know you're no, in this. It's, no, it's it, it, absolutely it, right. It, addiction rewires the brain. It, yes. And any addictive behavior, it could be to the it could be to the endorphins coming out of porn, or or it can be to gambling, yep. the euphoria. All that can rewire you. Yes. And it takes a tough will act. Absolutely. And time and patience. Absolutely. To come off that. Would yes. you agree? Yep. I, I mean, just as a counselor today. Well, yep. keep going. I didn't mean to write no, that. No, you're good. No. Um. So and um, people people think. When they look at everybody, they, okay, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but no, you're good. But, but you're when, when you're in that worst shape and you're in the car, you're the in the neighborhood. You're that guy. Everybody knows that guy. You know the guy that sleeps on the bench. You know that guy that's in his car. You're that guy. You don't think you're that guy yet because you're you're actually functional more than you would be if you were just feeling. You know, everybody sees you as the guy, and and but everybody doesn't realize that any of us could be that guy. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, with addiction, you know, addiction doesn't care what your color is, no. your age, right. your social and economic status. It doesn't care. It doesn't about care any of that. You see, you see more of these. Look at look at Michael Jackson, billionaire, dead, Elvis, Prince, Elvis. I can run. We're talking about well, the guy that Perry, Matthew Perry, just yes. died. Prince, mm-hmm. yeah, ketamine, yeah. I mean, I mean, everybody knew he had an addiction. He'd done better. But, you know, gets in the hot tub, takes a little ketamine, out he goes. Yep. Do not think this is something for just that person that's down and out. There are multi-billionaire princes, people like that. I mean, it, it, they just get, they just have their d- drugs delivered by a specialist or they hire their own doctor to put them to sleep or they, you know, it, it's, it may be more glamorous, but sure, drug well, to death is drug to death. You got to think about something here, you know. When I was a little kid, I wanted to be a firefighter so mm-hmm. bad. That was like my ultimate dream mm-hmm. goal. So I didn't wake up on career day at school and say, "Hey, you know, I want to, I, I want to use heroin." You know, but I think I a lot older. of people see right. that and they go, "Well, they got they've got what they deserve." I mean, any of us could have an accident, fall, and the next thing you know, that's it. That's it. That's your it. insurance company cuts you simple. off. You lose your job. Yeah. Most people are 60, 90 days from having nothing. Their, their paycheck gets cut off. They lose their insurance. Next thing you know, there's no doctor to prescribe. You can't afford the pills. And now you're looking. I know all kinds of people that don't have the insurance they need. They get a cancer. They get something painful. And they're they're actually going to alternative drugs sure. to just supply a need that the, the world won't supply. I'm not justifying everybody. I'm just saying there's lots of pathways there. Well, absolutely. And that's the thing. You know, and I've told people this before, you know, whether we want to admit it or not, and you can agree or disagree, I'm not here to debate that, but we're all one crisis away from addiction. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and, and to sit there and say, well, that'll never happen to me. That's pretty, um, you know, that's... Uh, that's Anybody's pain receptors get adjusted to that and get stripped that way. It doesn't matter whether they're Elvis or our Prince or you or me. Yeah. You are going to have to... It, you're at a crossroads of change it's going to require. Absolutely. So, so tell, where did that go from there? What happened? So um, me and Rebecca got married in uh, 2013. Um, we had a little child, our actually youngest, Skylar, um, who is, uh, she's 11 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, by this point, um, I'm up to a $700 a week drug habit. Wow. Um, you know, I'm blowing our paychecks on dope, on heroin. This time I'm now smoking crack. Um, I'm taking any type of pill I can get my hands on, um, living what I thought is a functional life, but right. I'm destroying everything around me. Um, you so know, did you know, were you aware? Yes, I was aware of some of it but I wasn't aware of all of it. The depth of it. Yes, yeah. the depth yeah. of it. You'd have to spin your wheels pretty hard to maintain that. It was it was a constant um it was a constant chore. It really was it was work. It was almost and I've told people this before, it was almost a high just trying to hide my high if yeah. that makes sense. To maintain. Right. Yeah. It's to kind maintain. of a game. Yeah, it was a game. Right. You know, so um we got married in 2013 and um like I said $700 a week drug habit, you know, I mean, that's $35,000 plus a year. Yeah. And I'm 
spinning on dope and pills um, that, you know, I've totally neglected my wife. I've totally neglected my kid. Well, like any person that just gets tired of that, you know, I was a liar. Uh, and I can tell you this, 99.9% of anything that come out of my mouth was a lie. I mean, I was a liar. Um, you know, any way I could manipulate you, I was going to, um, yeah. you know, it's just whatever I could do to get high and whatever I could do to get my next fix. Let me ask, let, let me ask you, yeah. some of that will be calculated and some of that's going to be sociopathic. Well, this is what I have to do to survive. What is the ratio when you get into that? I, I, it's going to be different for different people. Some people are going to go, I got to lie to my wife. And some people are going to go, I got to do this so my wife will thrive. You know, you can almost like justify the lie or justify the deception because I got to keep the wheel moving. You know, you become a hamster. Sure. I mean, I think for me, um, I just was a jerk. I mean, I think that's <laughs> what it really comes down to. Because I see other people. I, I see other people. I see some people are just a complete denial. They, I had no idea I was saying that. I've got, I got a person I know that was getting taken advantage of. And when I, when I looked at their finances and told them how much was being embezzled from them, they said, there's no way that person would do that to me. I mean, they're po they're not on drugs. They're coherent. I'm showing them. It's I'm showing exactly where it went. And they're like, they wouldn't do that. Right. They're so nice to me. They love me. They care about me. No, they've taken ninety thousand dollars from you in three years. Well, we're losing everything. Like we're getting cars repoed. Stuff's getting shut off. We hardly had food in the house. But I mean, and I'm sitting here, you know, I mean, I'm doing okay, but I'm watching this whole world just crumble um, beneath me. I'm mm -hmm. um, just constantly lying to her and just wow. constantly, I've never been physically abusive at all. So never. is your world shrinking around you? Oh yeah. I'm watching it start to collapse. Yeah. Um, but you're like in a black hole kind of, but I'm watching it and, but addiction thinks that I will make you feel like you've got control. I'm going to gain this. I'll figure uh, out. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Addiction telling me that's what i was looking for okay. yeah, yeah yeah it's gonna work out just let it you know because you've re-engineered those receptors sociopathically yep. you've into it and this is like justifiable homicide yes. to yourself yes <laughs> you know um, and other people are caught in the influence of that yeah. of that injury yep right. so december 7th of 2015 um i actually uh overdosed wow. on heroin yeah. Um, shouldn't even be here right now. Um, I actually overdosed and I fell in four feet of water. Um, this is in December, ice cold water. Um, I'm with some buddies of mine. We're actually duck hunting. Um, I know. Uh, I know. I'm still trying to work that one out on y'all. Uh, we'll have a long lunch sometime. Yeah, guns and dope. Guns and ducks and your buds. Yeah, yeah. Guns, ducks, and dope. That sounds like a country song. It does. It is a country. It is a country song. Yeah. Guns, guns, ducks, and dope. Um, but anyways, um, man, I snuck off. Uh, I'm sitting here doing what I got to do, getting my fix. And I remember just sitting there having a conversation with these guys, and I just remember like. I felt like an explosion in my chest and my heart was just, I mean, f I felt like it was just beating out of my stomach. The next thing I know I'm coming to spitting and coughing up water. Um, so did you have lungs. some sort of AFib or fibrillation? No, just, you drowned. Yeah, no, no, I, no, but, but he was talking and his heart started. Exploding. No, he fell into water. I was overdosing on no, no, heroin. He fell in the water. Oh, I passed out. You yeah, he yeah, I, yeah, I passed I'm saying you began to fibrillate and then fell into the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so they, you, do you think you just hit the saturation finally? Your my, body couldn't take any more? Yeah, my body couldn't take no more, and it had enough. And I believe the only reason, two reasons I'm alive. Number one, I fell into ice cold water. And that slows your life. It, it shocked me back. And number two. Well, yeah, I would do that. Um, you know, the guys I was with, they're like, man, where's Dan at? They just happened to look down. They seen bubbles coming up out of the water. Uh, so they, oh, reached down, they reached down and pulled me up out, out of the water. four feet of water. Um, this was at like 6.30 in the morning. So I go home. Um, common sense would tell you, you know, throw your dope away and let's get clean. Yeah. I go home and get high again. Right. Of course. You know, That's your natural. You know, so yeah. I mean, I, at this point, guys, I'm just, I've lost every, I've lost life. I have no control. I have nothing. I am literally just a puppet, um, a lying puppet. And, you know, she gets tired of it and she leaves me. Um, and I remember getting so mad at her. I'm screaming, I'm hollering, I'm yelling. Why are you doing this to me? Why are you leaving me when I need you the most? 
And, you know, so she takes me. I'm losing my kids again. I'm losing a marriage again. I'm sitting in a, in a house that used to be a home. Now it's quiet. It's echoey. It's empty, you know, and I'm just getting so mad. And I remember walking into the bedroom and uh, Rebecca has this huge vanity mirror that she uses. And I remember looking at myself for the first time in 14 years and looking at this disgusting bag of bones. Hmm. I'm six foot one, almost six foot two. If I put the right pair of shoes on, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Um, I was 140 pounds. I mean, I just, for the first time in 14 years, I got to look at what I have turned Just for the into. record, I'm six foot one, and I'm 318 pounds. So you would have been under half of my weight. Yep. Yep. Under half of, just, just take me and cut half of me off, and then take another good slice off. Yes. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I, I remember getting. I'm fat. First time, I know, but that's just ridiculous. That first time. I started getting mad at myself. I stopped blaming people. I stopped blaming the situation. I stopped blaming circumstances. And for the first time, I started taking responsibility. I'm like, you know what? Did you, you see you in the mirror, or did 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 it, was it the shock of the mirror? Did you see you in the mirror? Was I it? saw a disgusting bag of bones in that mirror. An embarrassment. I was embarrassed of what I seen. Um, and when, I, when we get when we get to the later on, when we get a little deeper in the show and get to the bonus round. We're going to talk about mirror revelation because I, I I want to share a little bit of that later. But but there's something about that mirror that let you that I mean because subconsciously you were fighting this absolutely in your this okay I'll get through this why is she abandoning me and all of a sudden you consciously recognize your yourself another one of yourselves yes. and go oh my god yes that's not me yep absolutely and that's exactly that what moment happened. is yep. huge that's exactly what happened and I remember just starting to cry. And when I tell you cry, like I'm talking like snot nose crying, like just yeah. losing it. I mean, that ugly face cry. Yeah. And I remember just saying, I just remember saying, I need help. I need help. And um, man, I heard the voice of the Lord that day. No one will ever convince me that wasn't the Lord's voice. Mm-hmm. I was sitting in that bedroom. I was mad. I was crying. I was mad at myself. I've lost everything. And I just remember hearing the Lord say, when are you going to give this to me? Um, and I knew it was the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, and so it took a couple weeks. Um, you know, this, we're hat- not talking about religion. No, you grew up in. no. We're, we're talking about the voice of God. We're talking about relationship relationship. Yeah. We're talking about, re- I'm, yeah, we're not nowhere near religion at this point. This is, this is an encounter to moment. be honest. This with is me, an I encounter. hated religion. Yeah, I, I can really see that. did. I hated yeah. religion. Um, what I grew up with and what I was subjected to. You had a Paul like encounter with the Lord. Absolutely. Like a Saul Paul. Absolutely. I was on the road to Damascus yeah. and he straight knocked me down. And, um, it took a couple weeks of begging Rebecca to come home. Cause she, she had already heard every story. Oh, you you yeah. had to be as hardened as it gets <laughs> at that point in time. Cause you, you are not a hard person in my Absolutely book. You're a, a, a incredible. When we say mother of the church here, Beth's a mother, Rebecca's my pastor's wife's in the African tradition are mothers of the church. You are just a wonderful mother. I, I, I'm sure you, I'm sure you can be a bulldog for the kids and protecting things, but, Absolutely. but you just don't, don't seem that, but you had to have been at this point in time. I was tired. You were tired. I was exhausted. Yeah. And um, I had to worry about my kids. I yeah. had to um, think about defensive you know, mode for your yes. children yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. So um, So he's trying to he's trying to beg you. I mean, he's he knotting it out and ready to go and, and you're seeing this. Are, are you are you just super skeptical this time? Are you thinking something's going on here? Well, see when I first met Dan, I knew that there was um, God. God wanted to use him, yeah. and I and knew, that is the truth, absolutely. And I knew there was a struggle with him um, that he was going through, but I didn't know the whole struggle. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I just knew the event that there was a struggle that he was dealing with, and that um, I knew eventually that if I was, I was going to be that wife, and I was going to keep praying, and I'm going to keep praying, and I'm going to keep praying that God was eventually going to take that from him. Wow, that's cool. And um, that's what I had to do. I had to keep praying, and I had to keep praying. But me to come back to him, um, I was, I mean, my daughter, I, I, I wanted my daughter to have her dad. That's a good reason. And he was a phenomenal dad. I mean, never um, would I ever question his, um, him being um, a, good, a good father. He was a phenomenal father and still is to this day. 
um, with me and my husband, um, we had struggles. Yeah. Absolutely, we had struggles. Because trust has been highly yes, violated. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, trust. I mean, I mean, shredded. Oh, believing yeah. in him, believing um, him was very hard for me. Um, but didn't yeah. that that, that shred, we shred trust with the Lord the way we live? But yes, yeah. but God was my strength. God wow. had to uh, sure. me getting yeah. at the altar, and um, uh, just giving it to God. That's how I was able to uh, move forward. And, and and how did how did he get another chance with you? What did it take? What did you see I that let you see, even give that inch? It's just because I loved him. You loved I, him. I loved him, and I knew eventually. Um, I just seen my kids too, um, and um, I just I truly deeply loved him, and that's why I I I knew um, eventually it was gonna it, it was gonna take God to change it. What 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 when you made that pathway change, Dan? That mirror moment, you begin to make that change. What? How do you get out of this? Well, at that moment, I had something that I have not had in 14 years, and that was hope. Wow. You know, that was the first time in 14 years I felt hope. I've honestly, for the last 14 years, felt like just <coughs> broken. I knew I was going to die. And the crazy thing is, there was nothing I could do to stop it. Like, I knew two things was going to happen one time I'm going to overdose and I'm not going to come back from this or I'm going to end up committing suicide because I'm not starting over again. I am not losing my wife. I'm not losing my kids. By this point, I'm already looking so bad on myself that I'm like, man, I'm just going to be one less junkie in this world and my wife and kids won't have to worry about me anymore. So that's wow. my mentality. You're at the bottom of a barrel. Oh, yeah, yeah. At this point, like it was just every day I woke up was just bones to me. You know, yeah. um, October 16th of 2016, um, this was a Sunday. Uh, I woke up um, and I told Rebecca, I said, I want to go to church this morning. Now, she must have thought I was high then because, <laughs> you know, like I told you at this point, you know, I'm not a spiritual person at all. I have no relationship. I cannot stand religion, you know, so I remember just going to church. And I remember just walking in. I can take you in the building right now. I can show you exactly where I sat. And I remember just, there was not a special service. There was no nothing. I didn't care what was going on. I had one mission. Um, like that woman in the Bible that wanted to touch the hem of Jesus' garment. Mm -hmm. She didn't care who was there. She was going to bulldog her way and get to him. And that's exactly what I did. I just remember walking in. And I remember standing out in the in the aisle, and I just remember for the first time praying to God that, God, I give you my life. Wow. And the moment I did that, weights literally begin to fall off of me. Um, you know, it was a recovery process. Mm -hmm. I went home, and I had to detox. It was 14 days of hell. Um, mm -hmm. You know, 14 <laughs> days of uh -huh. sitting in a bedroom, puking my guts up, sicker than a dog. Um, I remember after about day seven, I was going to cave in. I'm like, I just need one quick fix. Right. You know, I'm just, I'm just, just my, uh, my hair was on fire. If that makes sense. Like my yeah. hair, my hair hurt, yeah. you know? Um, so I called my, I called my guy and I hear him in his truck pulling up. And the next thing I know, I hear this person screaming and yelling and <laughs> hollering <laughs> And I look out our window, and it is my wife, Rebecca, with a bat. Of course it was. With a baseball, yes, with a baseball bat and chased this dude off our oh, porch. I love that. Screaming, don't you ever come back on this property again. If I ever see, I mean, beating on his truck with this <laughs> car. I remember, awesome. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get sober. Yeah. I want yeah. to or not. All I want to say, the 14 That's days of awesome. hell. And 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 the and the image of you with the bat, there is another country western song. You need yeah. to change your genre. You got a couple country songs you. in this right. show. Y'all need to get Carrie Underwood or someplace to represent and, and get you somebody. Y'all need to write this and, and you got right. fourteen days of hell because mm. it, it's a Chris Stable who could write that one oh, yeah. about recovering. So, oh, but yeah. uh, what an incredible and so you have a turnaround moment then and then you start to climb out. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to come back in the next episode, and yep. we're going to hear about the climb out because I think the climb out, somewhere along the climb, um, in that climb, uh, you're going to get out and and take action today is going to get involved. And we want to hear about 
the other side. Yes. And I think people have heard that. Tell us right now, if somebody is in your situation, Rebecca, if they're in your situation and they've got somebody that you know that they needs help, you know, maybe they're watching somebody do sure. what they did. Um, do, do you have any advice? Do, how do they intervene? How can, can Take Action help them? Can you get them some counseling? Can you get them some support if they're on the other side? Yes. Um, just don't give up. Don't that's, give up. That's what I, that's what I um, really push people. Don't give up because they are, they're, they're struggling. And um, they need you to, to help them, to encourage them, to love them. Um, that doesn't mean you don't set boundaries. You said enough of this, we're absolutely. out. That doesn't mean there, you don't make hard was, decisions. Yes, there had, there had to be boundaries. I yeah. had to be tough. I didn't want to be tough. I pushed it to that. Yes, yeah. and I didn't want to be tough, but I knew I had to be because had to be I had ki I had four kids watching. And, and, so. and, and Dan, if you're in your seat and, and you are the person that's using, you're just, you, you know your world's crumbling, what would be the first steps you'd tell somebody to get started to, to finding what you've said is hope? Number one, you know, acknowledging you've got a problem. You know, yeah. nothing gets fixed until we acknowledge this situation. I've got a problem. I've got a problem. Yeah. You know, that's that's number one, you know, right there. Number mm -hmm. two, I understand there's many pathways to recovery. I've tried all of them. But I'm going to tell you right now, when Jesus tells us in the Bible, when he says, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And if you're sitting here and you're watching this episode, or maybe you've got a friend or family member that's struggling, they need rest. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking rest in a physical sense. I'm talking rest just in a whole holistic approach. Yeah. You know, just tired. I was sick and tired of the game. I was sick and tired of losing everything. I was sick and tired of everything just crumbling. I needed rest mm -hmm. that only Jesus can now, give and, me. And, and yeah. I hear, I, you know, I, I need to write that down because the, the concept we call this is <laughs> that I'm in recovery. But recovery is rest. Absolutely. So, so I've never thought about that. I've always thought, well, you're just getting off the drugs or you're getting off the alcohol or you're getting off the sex addiction. But recovery is really letting the whole body reset. Absolutely. And begin to build a new sociology, a new psychopath, Absolutely. a new re reset the perceptors. And that's why you had to fight through 14 days of hell because yep. the body's got to be really dewired and rewired and because you've changed it and there's a lot there. And then you want to go back to, you want to go back to your old systems, but a, a baseball bat blocked it. I like that <laughs> baseball bat. Very useful. Gotta do, so you gotta do me. I have children. You, you blocked those, <laughs> you blocked those, those, what would have been a go-to for him? You stopped. Right. And that took partnership. And sometimes we got to step in. So, so take action today. If somebody's out there, they could reach out to one of your offices right Absolutely. now yes. and, and at least talk to somebody Absolutely, yes. and, and get a pathway. And, 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 before we wrap this up, and we'll wrap it up here real quick. Just because you recognize your problem, you're probably going to have some slips and fall ups, and yes. it's not over with. The recognition's a start, absolutely, and the start's not to finish. And none of us are finished in this room, yeah. but the start makes a huge difference. Oh yeah, I wish I could tell you that you know once I flushed all my dope and went through that fourteen fourteen day process that it was just life was peachy. Um, that wasn't the case. I had several slips. You know, probably about six or seven. There was times Rebecca was pulling me out of dope houses yeah. in recovery, yeah. but I r realized what it was. I fixed that situation. You begin to be able to have different yes. different understandings of yes. that. Because I, I hear people they'll be say I've been in recovery seven, ten years, five years, and they slip and they go, "Well, I I lost everything." You didn't lose anything. Nothing. You you've learned new things. Mm -hmm. You now ha you know your your mind knows there is a way out of this now. So so you're not as hopeless as you were. And, and you've got new things to deal with that. So the devil will throw new things at you. Oh, he will. The devil will always throw he stuff. Will. He's going to always try to cloud our memory and cloud our mind. A to slip think that is not always, the ultimate failure. No. It's not mm -hmm. continuing to try no. and not seeking hope. He, he's going to do what he can to, you know, the Bible says that he's out to seek, to kill and destroy. Right. You know, um, so he's going to do whatever he can to let you know that you're always going to be a failure or that you've got to start back over from day one and, you know, Jesus said, if anybody be in Christ, they're a new person. Mm -hmm. Wow. Takeactiontoday.net. Go check them out. Uh, reach out to them. They've got lots of offices in different areas, and they'll be glad to work with you on that. they got a Facebook site, email site, but go to takeactiontoday.net. Check that out. They've got incredible list of programs here, peer recovery support program, resource uh, centers around the area. They work with the drug courts here to help provide alternatives out, recovery education, reentry programs, uh, community mental health and substance uh, 
Use Liaison, Safe Passage Program, Narcan Illinois DOPP Initiative, Southern Illinois Recovery Network, Recovery Housing, Coalition Building, and so much more is coming. Take Action Today is on a trajectory to change Southern Illinois and how we deal with behavioral health. We're so excited about what's going on here. We're going to be back here real quick here in the next episode. Remember, every Tuesday and Thursday, we're dropping new episodes. And we're going to have them back and talk to them about this peer counseling model. We're going to hear about your recovery on the upside and how you got to be a peer counselor and how that model today is shining here. And we're going to get more details about that. We're going to hear a little bit about your family and kids. I'm going to make you tell me about those pictures I've got there as well. So go to onthedoc.org. That's our website. You can find this program. Go back and watch the, the uh, pre-programs of this. Dan was my co-host on the first three, and now you can see why he's on the other side of the table. He is an example of what Take Action Today can do in your life. So if you're in this situation, reach out to them. Uh, our information will be in the description. Go to info at onthedoc.org if you want to email us to get that information. And watch this program on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Pass this on to somebody else. If somebody else you know is in that uh, situation, get them to watch this and hear the testimony themselves. I mean, it, it, it's not, we're not telling somebody from on high, we're telling somebody what happened in their life mm -hmm. and these people aren't from chicago they're from southern illinois they're right here they're they're, they're our people so go check this out on all of our channels we'd love to hear from you facebook instagram twitter telegram and getter if you've got a testimony you're in this situation let us know if you think you could be helping in peer recovery with somebody else let us know if you want to support this let us know reach out to us and we'll get you connected to uh we'll get you connected to rebecca and the team here and get you involved and help them be a a resource or we'll get you there if you need help yourself so they've got two sides of a coin you could you could be in trouble one day and a counselor you could be the director of programming a few years later. Yes. So it's amazing. We're going to talk about that in the next episode. So come on back, subscribe, hit like, notify, tell other people about it. We'd love to have you as a Patreon partner or sponsor. Help us get hashtag Donna a microphone and a camera. <laughs> and you can do that also by going to slnt.com, promo code OTD, or you can go to our own page, www.slnt.com, backslash discount.otd, and get your Fair Day product and make sure that they're not listening anywhere else unless you want them to. And we'd love to have you at church out here dan might be preaching i might be preaching who knows but either way mother rebecca and mother beth will take good care of you and uh they'll be here you might hear donna 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 led worship this week and kicked it man they were great yeah, him him and Jaden were great uh, her and Jaden were great and we just have a wonderful time so if you don't have a church home cofTV.com will we'll, you'll be able to see what we do online come on out we're in southern Illinois We'd love to have you make sure you get in a good Bible believing church because uh, Jesus is the answer it, yes. Jesus is the turnaround we're not talking about religion we're talking about personal relationship and places where people are real so we want you to come on out if you don't have a place we'd love to have you and that's uh, been a good good episode I'm Pastor Troy we're gonna be back in part five here in a minute we'll talk about the peer counseling so check us out every Tuesday and Thursday for those things. And while we break away from this, as I sign off, we've got this new SLNT partnership. So as I break off, say goodbye team. We'll see you back in the next episode. I'm going to roll before the closing credits a good commercial that SLNT provided us to uh, provided for us, so you can see more about their product. And again, on behalf of Mother Beth, good job, Mother Beth. Yep, great. Thank you, Rebecca and Dan. Thank you, Thank you Donna. Thank you. We've been glad to have you here. I'm Pastor Troy on the dock. And I hope you enjoy this SLNT as we walk on out. There are more than 8 billion phones in the world. It's a fact that threatens your privacy, security, and health. With Silent Pocket Faraday protection, you can regain control over your mobile devices. We get it. Privacy and security are inconvenient topics. And you may feel like you have nothing to hide, but the fact is that in the modern world, your laptop is never really off. Your phone emits a signal, even in airplane mode. And everything from your passport to your credit cards contains RFID, and all of it contains valuable private information that is easily exploited in the wrong hands. Silent Pocket offers a range of products you already use. Wallets, bags, travel gear, laptop sleeves, key cases, but with the added protection of our patented Faraday technology, which turns your devices invisible and safe from the outside world. Many industries, from top business professionals to government officials, require the use of Faraday products for the day-to-day -day security of them and their staff. They understand that we are constantly at risk and take the necessary steps to prevent future attacks. We offer this elite technology to anyone that values their personal data and we are proud to offer a premium range that fits seamlessly into your everyday life, providing security without looking like a tinfoil hat. 
As we learn to live with technology, Silent Pocket stands on the three pillars of privacy, security, and health. Our goal is to provide harmony with mobile technology without risking our most valuable information. We hope you'll trust us to help you do the same. There are more than 8 billion phones in the world, a fact that threatens your privacy, security, and health. With Silent Pocket Faraday protection, you can regain control over your mobile devices. We get it. Privacy and security are inconvenient topics. And you may feel like you have nothing to hide, but the fact is that in the modern world, your laptop is never really off. Your phone emits a signal, even in airplane mode. And everything from your passport to your credit cards contains RFID, and all of it contains valuable private information that is easily exploited in the wrong hands. Silent Pocket offers a range of products you already use. Wallets, bags, travel gear, laptop sleeves, key cases. But with the added protection of our patented Faraday technology, which turns your devices invisible and safe from the outside world. Many industries, from top business professionals to government officials, require the use of Faraday products for the day-to-day -day security of them and their staff. They understand that we are constantly at risk and take the necessary steps to prevent future attacks. We offer this elite technology to anyone that values their personal data, and we are proud to offer a premium range that fits seamlessly into your everyday life, providing security without looking like a tinfoil hat. As we learn to live with technology, Silent Pocket stands on the three pillars of privacy, security, and health. Our goal is to provide harmony with mobile technology without risking our most valuable information. We hope you'll trust us to help you do the same.